0: Next on News for the Soul, it's time for Breaking Through with Grace Gideon. Grace is a passionate and dedicated international life coach with a bachelor's in law, a master's in East-West psychology, and an expert in addictions. Grace combines these skills in her practice to clinically and intuitively diagnose and break through subconscious issues that prevent you from achieving success and fulfillment. She has a unique capacity to tune in to repress psychological and emotional blocks and to teach effective techniques to transform your life in a deep and long-lasting way. And now, to help you make your next breakthrough, here's Grace. Hi, Grace. How's it going?
1: Hey, Nicole. Great. How are you?
0: Great also. Great to have you here. What's new?
1: So, it's, it's great to be back here with you, Nicole, and it's great that it's... Uh News for the soul. I love the title Life Changing Talk Radio because that's what we're here to do change some people's lives today. I just wanted Mm -hmm. to tell you a little story. One of the uh, listeners from the last show said to me, Hey, Grace, how'd you um, come up with the name Breaking Through with Grace for your show? (laughs) And uh, I thought, Well, that's uh, kind of pretty obvious. My name's Grace and I'm hosting the show. So Go figure, let's have a breakthrough with grace. But honestly, I, I just wanted um, to use the double meaning of breakthrough with grace to highlight a specific message. And I just want to share what that message is, if I could, Nicole. So oh, that message. Okay, cool. So why I call this show Breaking Through with Grace is that, apart from it being my name, is that when... When each of us is faced with life's greatest challenges, we're often called to make big sacrifices, face change that we didn't actually want, that we didn't know we had, and sometimes that requires us to dig deep into painful life experiences. And when we're called to do this, we're called to do this so in a way we can metaphorically transform the coal in our characters into sparkling, dazzling diamonds. We don't just do this because it's a good pastime. We don't do this because we're addicted to therapy. We do this to transform our characters from coal into diamonds. And when we do that, it gives us the opportunity to live kind of heaven on earth, to live life from a new place of conscious awareness. And as I listen to the introductions um, for your shows, Nicole and I hear David Morehouse say, I'm so glad you're doing this. It's great work you're doing because we're here to shift awareness. There's so many of us doing this work. And instead of me thinking, oh, there's so many of us doing this work, who am I to be doing it? It's like, there's so many of us doing this work because it's important work. Just like there's many people doing work on you know, climate change. There's many people doing work on, political change, there's many people doing work on social justice levels. We're here as spiritual activists doing work to change consciousness. And this alchemical process that we're involved in doesn't just require our mind, our intellect, our hearts. It requires a power greater than just our egoic identity. And that's where God's grace comes in. We require God's grace to enter us and assist us in this arduous journey uh, to transformation to transformation not to a perfect self but rather to what Jung calls wholeness it's a journey to the higher self a journey to the better self a journey to wholeness and I want the the, the listeners to understand this is quite distinct from a journey to perfection so in all respects we're indeed here with you, Nicole, and everybody else in this community to not only uh, break through with grace, but for the grace of God to move through, through us and out to all those whose lives we touch. So I hope uh, that makes sense as to what the intent of breaking through with grace uh, means. So mm-hmm. I might just uh, do a quick read. Yeah, you like that, Nicole? Does that resonate with you? Good good for you. Yeah, great. (laughs) So I'm just going to do a quick little recap, a very quick recap from the last time we were together. In that last show, I discussed the journey of breaking through from a life of disappointment to a life of divine appointment. And uh, we had some awesome callers, Opulence and Anita, and they dug deep, they shared their quest with us. And if... If anyone listening today missed that show, then you can go straight to newsforthesoul.com and go to my picture, click on archive, and Nicole has uploaded that recording and the recording of the show before that, and uh, they're usually uploaded within 24 hours, so... Uh, that's awesome and um, you can also go to my website Grace Gedeon dot com. click on radio show page and listen to it there so it was so if you're interested in it going from a life of disappointment to a life of divine appointment go to that one and I mentioned in that show and I'll mention it again this time and a few other times because I think In the initial stages of creating community we need to reset the intention so everyone who joins us knows that uh, exactly what we're here to do and the power of intention in uh, extremely potent so I said that it was my intention to create a global community that provides a safe environment for everyone to share be vulnerable be authentic as they transform their lives it's not just sharing to get heard although that's part of it it's not just sharing because you're in pain although that's part of it and it's not just sharing uh, because you've got a great achievement although that's part of it it's sharing with the intent to transform it's sharing with the intent to break through whatever block is in your way to living a more empowered, light-filled, fulfilled life. And if you're feeling disappointed because you thought you were on track and the universe has thrown you a curveball and it makes you doubt the universe or doubt yourself, then that's another thing that's in your subconscious that you have to break through in order for hope to live through you. And hope is just so, so important. For this journey, because we can't see the future, and uh, so sometimes we're walking blind, and we really need faith to help us transform our lives to where we want it to be. There are many amazing, inspirational speakers who have got a vision of what's possible because they've actually lived that life. You know, they've they've lived the the, the dream, they've lived the possibility, and. We love, well, I love listening to inspirational speakers uh, because I need my spirit to be nourished by that. But what my content producer, Carolyn Flower, uh, says to me, but I guess, Grace, what you're offering is the nuts and bolts of how to get there. You know, it's not not so much about inspiring, although I hope some of you find what I say inspiring, but it's kind of like, what is the process to get you to that destination that, that uh, inspirational speakers and, and spiritual leaders and wonderful, wonderful books talk about? How do you get there? So um, what you can expect when, when we go through things in, in my show is that kind of education about transformation And, of course, we're going to be having some really cool interviews with amazing guests. And I've mentioned before my dear friend, um, spiritual leader and inspirational speaker, Marianne Williamson, has agreed to come on the show. The head of Divine Living Academy, the gorgeous Gina Divine, has agreed to come on the show. Uh, An internationally acclaimed medium and celebrity psychic, Harry T, uh, will be on the show with us. And in two weeks' time, we're going to have a beautiful, vivacious friend of mine, Jane Brown, who is an international multi-award winning home and lifestyle designer. And what Jane does is she transforms people's lives by transforming their physical space. And uh, she'll have some interesting stories about people's lives. She's transformed from hoarders to people living with a lot of clutter or just beige into a life of color and the impact that's had on their relationships and lives. So, and she'll have some uh, great giveaways for the listeners. So tune in, that's on the 24th of April. So last time Nicole asked me, well, explain what a process with you is like, Grace. And then I noticed that Nicole put up on the website, lace coaching. And that's what, um, gee that does laser coaching and I thought yeah that's what it kind of is a process with me is like a laser coaching session where I don't just challenge your conscious thoughts but I use my intuition to access your subconscious beliefs memories and patterns and and bring them to your conscious awareness so that you can go through a three-step process and if anyone's got a pen I recommend you write this down because it's very it's very important that the process has three steps in it that you name it that you claim it then you let it go. Let me tell you something if you name an issue and claim an issue without letting it go you become like one of those Woody Allen movies where you're just sitting there going over and over and over the same Issue, but never knowing how to move on beyond it. So it's like, you know, analysis, paralysis, psychological self indulgence. Let me tell you something else. If you name it, don't claim it, and jump quickly to letting it go, then guess what? You're a spiritual bypasser or you're a positivity bypasser. You haven't done the work to actually alchemically transform the coal into the diamond you've gone oh I hate my mother I need to forgive what's the process to get to forgiveness I read a book that said forgive what's the process to get to forgiveness did you really forgive or did you go and get a chakra clearing or did you pray and meditate because that's an important part of the process but it's a three-step process Name it, claim it, let it go. And that's what I call a psycho-spiritual evolution of consciousness. It involves a psychological component, it involves a spiritual component, it involves growth, which is evolution, and involves your consciousness. Name it, claim it, let it go. I'm relying on you guys to call in with your questions later on in the show and beautiful Nicole will be with me and she'll put put you through to me. What you do is you call in on 1 for America 646-595-4274. Then you have to press 1 and you'll hear a message. You are now in the host queue. If you don't press one you'll be able to listen to the show on your telephone which is cool if you've got free international and you're calling from overseas uh, but to actually get into the host queue you have to press one
2: and
0: then they, um, depending on how if much they don't, is that correct if they, forget, if they forget to press one it's fine I can still find them
1: can you awesome yeah because uh, some of the speaker the callers last week weren't sure and then Nicole clarified to me that press one gives you the you are now in the host queue but listen if you forget to press one Nicole's been doing this for 20 years she'll find you or you can email questions on the air at tell us net, and Nicole will get those questions and uh, put them through to me on the air at dot net. so Today's show topic. Do you know what it is, Nicole? Did I tell you? Or will uh, I do a drama Yeah, I, think I didn't it tell did. you that I don't I? think you did. <laughs> Today Okay. I'm creating suspense, you know. This is for my youth mm. in drama school. Today's show topic is self esteem. So self esteem. Mm. Self esteem. Mm, Uh, it's kind of like you know such a textbook title self-love is so much sexier but really it it really is self-esteem and it's become one of my favorite topics but when I first started working on myself I thought self-esteem was the booby prize from personal development work I thought oh god you're kidding me self-esteem every time I'd go and see someone they'd go Grace, you need to work on yourself. What do you mean I need to work on my self esteem? Like, I'm the hottest thing ever. I'm like a corporate lawyer at twenty one. I'm doing mergers and acquisitions, you know, multi million dollar mergers and acquisitions. You know, my parents love me. I've got lots of friends. I've just got a weight issue, you know. Don't tell me I've got to work on self esteem. You you just so don't get that all I really need is a loving relationship and everything will be perfect and some weight loss so if I get the weight loss I'll get the relationship everything's being is perfect so don't talk to me about self-esteem and um but you know what it didn't matter no matter how much weight I lost or how gorgeous the man I was dating was and I dated some gorgeous men there'd always be some part of me that would be, be riddled by fear doubt and insecurity and um I realised that actually self-esteem wasn't the booby prize or something you you had to do because you couldn't get anyone else to love you, you know, like the, like, you know, that Justin Bieber song, Um, you know, go and love yourself. I love that song. Um, But no, it wasn't, uh, it it, it wasn't a booby prize that that you had to discover because you couldn't get anyone else to love you. It was. That was actually an infantile egocentric notion. And that was really more akin to self consciousness than self love. So I actually had to learn how to transform self consciousness into self love and self esteem. So I might talk a little bit now about these terms. What is self consciousness? What's self love? What's self esteem? in in my own words so for me self-consciousness is really uh actually being having a witness that that is watching my every move in a critical judgmental insecure way and making myself the center of the universe thinking what does that person think of me what does that person think of me how do I look How do I, you know, it's kind of, you know, how do I sound? It's turning my focus on myself from a place of insecurity, self-consciousness. So that was a place where I lived a life in defense and I was worried about what everyone thought of me. And I had to guard myself. You might use me. You might take advantage of me. You might ignore me. So when those thoughts come into my head, that's me being self-conscious. And people might be doing those things, but it's the tendency to be looking out for that that makes me self-conscious rather than what other people are doing. But I'm looking out and I'm interpreting my world around my insecurity and around my need to be protected from possible attack. Self-consciousness. Let me move on to self-love. For me, self-love is, is a really delicious, yummy feeling of just enjoying, enjoying myself, enjoying being with myself. It's kind of like when someone else loves you and you feel the way they look at you, the way they listen to you. They go, oh, wow, this person really digs me. They really love me. Well, self-love feels like that to me. You know, if if I wear a pair of jeans, I go, oh, I love, I love these jeans on me or I love the way I just did that or it's okay that I forgot to do this and that. You know, that, they're places of self-love where I have compassion, kindness, but to me, really delicious enjoyment, delicious, self-love's delicious. And self-esteem is the, the thing that I really want to teach about today. It's, it's, it's a bit more meaty for me than the others. Of course, the others are meaty, but for me, I got a lot out of being constantly told to work on self-esteem. And let me put it this way. On the spiritual realm, self esteem is just basically seeing yourself as valuable just because you exist. You esteem yourself as part of existence just because you exist. You've been created as a soul embodied in matter. And that matter that you are matters. You're a reflection of creation. And because you're a reflection of creation, you're priceless. That's your intrinsic value. So that essence, that intrinsic value, that self, is esteemed on a spiritual realm just because it exists, just because it was created, just because you're a divine expression, you're an expression of the divine and a divine expression of the divine. And that essence as an aspect of the divine is part of the infinite, it's immeasurable and it's independent of anything that occurs on the material plane. So regardless of your behavior on the material plane, you have intrinsic value, just like in, in the biblical story, you know, Satan had, Satan and Judas had value uh, to God and Jesus. So, so too are all other sinners in us. We all have intrinsic value because we're here to shape the evolution of consciousness we are the eyes and ears of God and the hands of God on earth so we have intrinsic value but then let's talk about our embodiment our humanness the unique representation of who we are as individuals with thoughts feelings and actions that version of you that version that lives and dies and does a whole lot of things in between, that version of you that is in relationship with yourself, which I call or we call the intrapersonal relationship, that version of you that's in relationship with others, the interpersonal relationship and the rest of the planet, the global relationship, that embodiment in addition to its intrinsic value has a mission that version of you has a purpose and that version of you has several assignments to fulfill in this life that version of you is the version that's disappointed or despairing confused or lost or angry or frustrated it's not connected to its mission it's not connected to its purpose it's not fulfilling its assignments and that version will experience life as painful or joyful depending on how that you esteems him or herself. The joy and the pain of life is directly proportional to the level at which you esteem yourself and you value yourself. Because when you esteem and value yourself, it impacts and it affects the outcome of your mission, your purpose, your assignments your intrapersonal your interpersonal and your global relationships i know that's a bit complex and if you get a a little bit lost with that i encourage you to call me so that i can talk you through it or listen to it again and write it down so self-esteem affects your joy it affects your outcomes in life and It also affects your happiness because self-esteem is actually a form of nourishment to the human being. It's like our sunlight and our water. It sustains us. It's vital food. It's actually more vital food than wealth or power or even how others treat you. You know, there are those studies about you know, babies in orphanages that die when they don't get cuddles and love. Well, for adults too, and for us as children, if we don't give ourselves value, if we don't pay attention to nourishing and loving and esteeming ourselves, there's a part of us that dies too. And sometimes we can become love addicted to other people who, who praise us, because we're so hungry because our, you know, maybe our caregivers didn't give us that praise or our teachers didn't give us that praise and then we stopped giving it to ourselves or we didn't know how to give it to ourselves. But as adults, it's important not to keep looking at it from externals. They're all bonuses. But to actually do the work, name it, claim it, let it go, of how to esteem ourselves. Okay, I'm just giving people time to just take that in for a minute because I'm now going to talk about a definition of self-esteem that I work with with my clients in Sydney when they do group work with me and that definition is taken from a book called The Anxiety and Phobia Workbook By Edmund Bourne B-O-U-R-N-E and it's chapter 15 and that book is on my resources page on my website if you missed it just click on resources and you'll see the anxiety and phobia workbook chapter 15 my favorite definition and I must have read like 20 books on self-esteem my favorite definition Bourne says self-esteem is a way of thinking feeling And acting that implies that you accept respect trust and believe in yourself that's just it's I love it because it's a formula it's three things that imply four things it's a way of thinking so your thoughts are involved it's a way of feelings your emotions involved and it's a way of acting your behaviors involved And what your thoughts, feelings and actions imply or give the message to the world is your level of self-acceptance, your level of self-respect, your level of self-trust and your level of self-belief. Self-acceptance is knowing your own strengths and weaknesses knowing what they are without undue self-criticism so you're able to assess these aspects of your character really talk about them and understand them and workshop them with yourselves without beating up on yourself so a lot of people can take their own inventory but they really deny the good bits of themselves and they exaggerate the bad bits of themselves because they're driven by being perfect so they just say yeah 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 don't tell me all the good stuff thank you I'm not really good at compliments just tell me what I need to work on then you've got other people who are highly sensitive and they just go don't criticize me I've got a boundary around that please just you know if you don't agree with me, I don't want to hear it. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say it. So there's validity to all of that because you know nobody wants to be insulted or criticized by people but self-acceptance is actually the ability to get responsible feedback on your shadow self and understand it and workshop it and also know the awesome bits of yourself and say thank you and 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 be grateful to to God and to yourself for getting you there and and to anyone else who's helped you so these how to's are very important when you are developing your character that you are balanced and and understand that everyone's got strengths and weaknesses including you including me definitely me Um, and you, you're in the right relationship with with your strengths and weaknesses. Self-respect is uh, treating yourself like you treat anybody that you respected, anybody else that you have high regard for, and knowing your value as a unique human being. So you don't uh, you don't do things like. Oh look you know i'll I'll eat on the run, but i'll I'll make sure the kids sit down and eat properly, or I'll just pull my hair back, but I'll make sure my kids' uh, hairs are done beautifully, or don't worry about me I, I i I don't need to read that or I don't need to get educated, I just need to make sure. You know, my mum and dad are okay, or my siblings are okay. I'll be the martyr in the family. You know, martyrdom and self neglect are usually the greatest cul- culprits when self respect is is um, you know is is the the area of work that's needed. You know, you look for people who self abandon. I'll I'll abandon me as long as you don't abandon me. That's not treating yourself with respect and comparing compare and despair you know oh she's got he's got they've got we've got all that stuff is not acknowledging your uniqueness so self-respect is saying regardless of what he's got she's got they've got I'm unique I'm a unique creation and I respect my uniqueness you know Uh, I like my you know knows the way it is i like my hair the way it is i like my the way i think i like the way i speak i like my life it's unique no one else is like me so acknowledging uniqueness and not abandoning yourself a key to self-respect the next one is trust trusting yourself so many people have trust issues And they find it hard to get into relationships because they don't trust the other person. And I'm going like, well, why do you need to trust the other person? Why don't you trust your own ability to assess character? Why don't you work on being centered, being connected, and not being rattled by external circumstances? Because in that stillness, you can connect to your wisdom and in that wisdom you can work out if that person is good for you or not you can work out what their intentions are you don't need them to disclose so so many people go i can't trust him i can't trust her i can't trust the universe well work on trusting yourself in assessing a situation when i used to say to my dad I don't understand why he did that. I don't understand why he didn't tell me the truth. And my dad would say to me, Grace, you're like a person who, you know, like a, a, a robber robs a bank and then you expect them to come in and go confess and hand it over. Like, of course, a robber who robs a bank isn't going to come up and say, hey, it was me. You know, you don't don't expect the other person to disclose all their darkness it's up to you to, to to be discerning to develop your character to assess good character from bad character rather than keep being blindsided by the world because you keep getting let down by bank robbers not admitting they robbed the bank um, if people are hiding something they're hiding it for a purpose why are you so surprised um, and everyone's hiding something like you know like I might be hiding I might tell you I weigh, you know, 134 pounds, but I might weigh 138 pounds. There's something. No one's like completely an open book all the time. Uh, So don't walk around changing the world, wanting the world to change to meet your values, even though your values might be awesome and good and amazing. Because there's free will in the world. Just keep looking at the world and learning how to trust your ability to discern what's right and wrong and who can be trusted and who can't by trusting yourself. And the final one is believing in yourself. That's believing that you can make your dreams and goals happen. That's knowing that you've got what it takes to create the life you want and so many people have a problem with that one because they've worked so hard and put in so much effort they haven't got the outcome and they've gone I don't understand it grace you know I did everything right and I didn't get the outcome that I wanted so, no, I can't make my dreams come true. I, I'm sad, you know, this life is miserable or this life is drudgery. And that's, that's the hard one. That's where I would say, let's go back and look what, at what you did and let's re, revamp it, let's retweak it. Maybe you did the right things at the wrong time or the wrong things at the right time. But just like any recipe for success, You need to not give up hope, you need to tweak, you need to have faith and you need to constantly find ways to keep believing in yourself so that you can get the outcome you want. Okay, so that's self-esteem. One final thing before I ask for any callers is um, all of these things that, that... that you need to look at, you know, your thinking, your feeling, your acting, your self acceptance, respect, trust, and believe in yourself. They require you to be able to self reflect. Now humans have a self reflective consciousness, so we are able to take a look at our behaviour and 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 assess it morally and socially, and work not just with survival instincts like most animals I'm sure lots of animals work with more than survival instincts because there's a lot of love in the animal kingdom but we can actually transform through um, um, through our self-reflection we can not just adapt but we can transform our destiny and so self-reflection is what helps you transform your life to a greater life. It's, it's part of your journey. And, and as you do that self-reflection, you keep changing the relationship with yourself because you improve the relationship with yourself. As you work on all of this, your internal dialogue, your self-talk changes, your relationship with yourself changes, your relationships with other people changes. And the more loving your communication with yourself usually the more loving your communication with others. And that transformation starts to occur. So the self-reflection is necessary for the self-esteem. The self-esteem is necessary for the self-love. And the self-love eliminates self-consciousness. Let me say that again. The self-reflection is necessary for the self-esteem. The self-esteem is necessary for the self-love. And the self-love... Is what eliminates self consciousness. So, talk, 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 talk. That's it, that's the lesson. Uh, so, I'd love to hear from anyone, please, on what you've heard. Please call in on plus one, six four six, five nine five, four two seven four, and uh, or email your question to me on the air at telus.net.
0: So, okay Nicole. we've got our first email questioner right now and this is okay. coming to us from the uk this is trinity and she's saying that she has built her belief systems um the negative thinking um negative past experiences how does one overcome that
1: yeah that's that's awesome we we have trinity thank you for that question your Yes, obviously your belief systems, you didn't, they didn't just come to you. You actually have evidence of that. That's called data. And that's, uh, that data is your history. But what's happening in the current moment, Trinity, is that you're taking that history and making it the present as a way of protecting yourself from the future being as bad as the past. So that's why we do the name it, claim it, let it go process because, you know, if you go, my negative belief about myself is based on the fact that my mom thought this about me or, you know, my teacher thought that about me or, or my dad did this to my mom and these are facts, I can't get rid of them. That's what you're naming. But, and what you then do is you either talk to someone like me or you journal out what you what you learned and that's called claiming it and how it made you feel so you've got to process not just the thoughts or the story but you also have to process the feelings that you had your body has to then release the feelings which is the claiming process then trinity you have to let it go if you don't let it go you'll stay stuck in that cycle. Then you have to let it go. Now, how does the letting go happen? The more you process and release feelings, the more your cellular memory of the pain is detoxed, uh, you feel lighter, and the, the, then you replace it with healthy thinking by reading, nourishing things, and being with nourishing people. So you're out with the old, in with the new. Out with the old, in with the new. Vigilant. And if your mind keeps taking you back to the past, that's an indicator that there's more issues. You do more writing and you do more letting go. If you find you're just stuck, then you have to do a pattern interrupt and I can explain that to you if you want to email me direct so that you break the habit of wallowing and what some people call misery addiction, I'm not saying you are, but in case you get there, in order to move on to letting go. I hope that helps. Uh,
0: Here's another good question. It's coming to us from Deanna in Canada. How do I best teach this for my children at a young age so they don't have to do this work later in life? Yeah, well, that's a beautiful question. And of course, we
1: all wanna do that, don't we, Deanna? And um I, I guess the, the the obvious answer is role modelling. I would love to see you do it for yourself. I know that um my son was uh my son's got a sweet tooth and at the age of um nine or ten he was putting on weight and I was going crazy trying to regulate what he was eating but I couldn't regulate what he was eating at school and in other places and so I then you know got back into working my program around my food and he was so impressed with the fact that I was running morning and night he said wow Mum, you're really committed that I was eating healthy and looking good and as, as I role-modeled self-love and self-care, um, he followed on. Also, I have little chats with him. If he says something negative, he goes, oh, I'm stupid. I'll say, oh, honey, you know, don't say that to yourself. That that hurts your head. That hurts your head and that's mean. Don't say that to yourself. Or sometimes I'll say, yeah, I know why you're thinking that. That was pretty stupid thing that you did and I've done stupid things. So I'll reflect, validate, identify, and and role model, you know? Reflect reflect back to them, identify with them that I think the same way, just so they feel connected with, and then I role model.
0: Thanks, Siân. Anything else? What about, what about actual exercises or something for kids to do yeah mm.
1: exercises for kids to do Ah, uh, I once um made my son um do a little collage of all he, he was going through a bit of a patch where he felt bad so we went through magazines and we did a um I love myself collage and he got to go through magazines and Pick out words and pictures of things he liked about himself, and uh, and stick them in uh, on a cardboard piece of paper, and uh, we got to talk about them. So I did that once.
0: Mm, that's nice. I like that. Yeah, it's a good idea. Yeah. Anyone We're calling,
1: calling in yet, or?
0: Oh, sorry. I was just gonna pull it up. I was just gonna say, what about affirmations for kids? Do you find that useful? Um,
1: yeah, as long as they sound natural, as long as they sound natural, the affirmations. Um, it's kind of like you know, um, getting an affirmations book and making them repeat it um, by rote. Not so much, but if if I kind of Connected with my child and got them to write their own uh, specific affirmation um, by me helping them, then that would be a really a really cool thing to do. Hmm.
0: Okay, uh, well, we got another question here from Anthony, no location, <clears throat> and he says he's suffered for many years with depression and is wondering what the topic today is related if it is to depression and how that could help
1: yeah Anthony you know that's a really interesting question Um, when I did my training at uh, um, meadows in Arizona they treated which is a very prestigious um, treatment facility that treated uh, depression and a whole lot of other things they had this list of 15 cognitive distortions and if you email me I'll, um, I'll send you a copy of those uh, and those 15 cognitive distortions were all a whole lot of negative thought patterns and beliefs that led to depression like uh, black and white thinking, generalizing, taking things personally, uh, a whole lot of thought forms that create depression so obviously if you're suffering from clinical depression something you may have inherited or a circumstantial depression there's many other environmental factors but your thinking is very relevant to your state and so if you challenge uh, negative thought forms it will definitely assist you one of my clients who's quite amazing, he has depression. And so when we do our sessions, uh, I just listen to the way he talks to himself. So you should probably get a pen and paper and write out your thoughts and then count how many negative thoughts you've put down versus how many positive thoughts. And what depression does is it creates negative thoughts. So you kind of, because you've got that condition, you have to work... Harder because optimism isn't natural to you, um, so you have to kind of work harder to move away from a tendency towards dark pessimistic thoughts. Also, don't read depressing literature. Don't watch um, news report if, if you're sensitive, and uh, don't watch depressing news um, news. Shows don't don't read depressing uh, news reports and don't read depressing literature. Don't read, you know, Dostoevsky or Sylvia Plath or anything like that. You'll just, you know, it'll feed it. You have to work against the tendency to to that darkness. Your your psychological constitution, kind of like people with celiac disease, they can't digest. Um, Um, yeast or flour products or what the celiac kind of your mind as a depressive needs to stay away from certain books and thoughts
0: Mm. Mm. all right well Mm. there you go i hope that helps and how about we take a live call now area code 514 you're now live with grace 514 what's your first name grace this is carolyn hi
2: carolyn I listen. I loved the outline that you did uh, about self consciousness, self love, self esteem. As I was listening, um, it actually gave me quite a bit of clarity. Um, there's some observations about my own life partner, um, okay. and and as I as I listened to how you uh, outlined everything, and then you moved into the whole realm of self respect, self acceptance, or self respect, self trust, self belief. I realized that. He's always very self-conscious, he doesn't self-love, and his self-esteem level is really quite low. Um, and I try mm. to uplift, I try to encourage and do all of those things that we do, um, but nothing mm-hmm. seems to matter. And I know he has childhood wounds, and I understand mm. all of that, I know how it implicates. So my I guess my question is, what might be his very first step to name it, mm. claim it, and then let it go? Aha, uh-huh.
1: that's true. Really good. So, can I just ask how he impacts you by being like this?
2: Um, it 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 impacts me in. Um, I, I try to um, I try to listen, and then I try to reflect. Um, but it, it has a negative impact. It can have. A and negative what negative
1: impact? impact what, what what negative impact can it have on you? Sometimes.
2: I think what, um, uh, you know, in a life with somebody, you want to feel mutual joy. You want mm-hmm, to feel mm-hmm. that you're each passionate about life mm-hmm, and where mm-hmm. life is going and all the wonderful things that we can all mm-hmm. uh, aspire to, but he doesn't have any of that. And does that dampen your joy? It doesn't dampen my joy, but I guess as when, when it's two people interacting together, um, I mm. I continue with the things that bring me joy. I continue with the things that I've identified that are good for me for my life. Um, and we do things together, but he doesn't have any of his so it puts him, you were talking with the last caller about depression, it has he's often in that place. Where he feels yeah, like but, he's in a and he can get out. But when you're with him and
1: he's in that place, does that impact your joy in that moment?
2: Well, when he's unhappy and he's n- not finding any pleasure, sure. Yeah, okay. So
1: do you know anything about his relationship with his mother? Um, his
2: relationship with his father was, mm-hmm. it was really the, the, the factor where he could never do anything right. Uh, he has three sisters. He was, you know, the only uh, boy and his father, he didn't treat him very well so he can never do anything right so he lives in this place of fear where he's afraid with of his, his own... mother mm-hmm. how
1: was he with his mother
2: well his mother just kowtowed to the father so she didn't show any resilience or strength she just did whatever the father said so whatever the father said went and if the father and how did they... she
1: treat him
2: how did she treat him? She didn't particularly treat him in any way. She didn't have an opinion. She didn't say anything to him. She didn't support him. She wasn't there to say, it's okay, you'll be okay. So there was neglect so she didn't, in that way. I'll say she neglected him, huh? Yeah. So he so kind he of got it from a neglect, both barrels.
1: <laughs> so he's got a neglect wound with the mother. And he's got um, a negative an abuse wound with the father. Is that what you're saying?
2: That sounds correct. okay, so
1: it might he might be getting a payoff by having a nurturing wife because subconsciously he needs you to fulfill the role his parents didn't right so he kind of he kind of maybe relies on the fact that. You're inspired and motivated, and you know how to look after yourself. and there's some kind of payoff he's getting through being in a vulnerable position with you. Right. So you would have to um probably detach a bit more from him energetically um,
2: yes.
1: uh, from his wound energetically, and And make his low self-esteem okay. Because when you make his low self-esteem not okay, Okay. yeah, so it's okay that he has low self-esteem, right? I love you even though you have low self-esteem rather than, gee, it would be so good if you could kind of work on yourself. Because Because that will create detachment for you and what that will do is he won't be getting the, the very, very subtle message through you right. of the father of he's not getting it, right? Get, right? I got and he won't yeah. be getting the, the parental nourishment that he didn't get from his mother. So, karmically, he'll have to work it out for himself.
2: And, and I guess when I, see him, when I see him unhappy with himself, you we try to help, we try to fix, but we can't because yeah. it's and, not our story, right?
1: Yeah, well, well, not it's not 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 for you, not with him, because of his neglect wound. He'll act out his need for nurturing on you, and that's that won't help him or you.
2: Okay. Okay. Thank okay. you. Thank
1: you, Caroline. That's great. great question.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's
1: that's about it, Nicole. I think I need to give everybody their angry.
0: weekly assignment hmm I'll just let you right? know we've added a bit of time because the next show is actually a, a pre tape so we're okay. So, okay. Um, so you've got well, time to do wrap-up. No? Okay. Uh, well, right. we do have a show right behind you. Just, we've got extra time for a wrap-up and shame myself for motion. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. So the wrap-up is I'd like to give everybody their assignment for... Um, next week and for them to email me any questions if if they have them and thank everybody for listening in today so here's my journaling assignment if you want to write the questions down you can otherwise uh, we'll be um, posting the assignment on my uh, website for people to go back and and have a look at and uh, Facebook so number one I want you to rank your self-esteem from a scale on a scale of one to ten. And number two, I want you to write down what you think your area of weakness. Is it acceptance, respect, trust, belief, self-talk or self-care? And then write your area of strength. Is it acceptance, respect, trust, belief, self-talk or self-care? And then I want you to um, also write down what current issues do you have that may be standing in your way of building your self-esteem? And then what actions are you going to take this week to elevate your self-esteem? And you can email questions inside any wins you have to me at grace at g-r-a-c-e at dot com. and thank you all for joining us today and uh, tune in in two weeks time for our next show on the 10th of April and that's about it I'll just give you my final close just remember when you understand the workings of your psyche and what drives you to think, feel, and act the way you do, your breakthrough is imminent. And, hey, guys, your life can be amazing. So goodbye, everyone. Thank you, Nicole. And I'll be back in two weeks to help you
0: with your next breakthrough. Awesome. Thanks, Grace. You have a great couple of weeks, and we'll talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Grace Gideon is all linked up right now at newsforthesoul.com. Kim Lansdowne is next. Some healing energy coming your way. This is Nicole Whitney, News for the Soul, life-changing talk radio from the uplifting to the unexplained. It's a great honor to have you on the show tonight. Welcome, Chopra. Thank you. Yes, this is Uri. Hi, Uri. It's Nicole Whitney calling News for the Soul. Welcome to News for the Soul, Robert Allen.
2: Thank you, Nicole. It's great to be here with you tonight.
0: Why Are You Here? We're talking to Carolyn Mace about Sacred Contracts, one of her many best-selling books. Welcome to the show, Greg Braden.
2: Well, good evening, Nicole. It's uh, certainly a pleasure to hear your voice and a pleasure to be here tonight.
0: Welcome to the show, Stuart Wild. Thank you very much. John Kehoe, welcome to News for the Soul. Hey, how are you? Next up, Dr. David Morehouse. I'm so glad
2: that you called me because you are doing such an important tasks, important work, because you are spreading a very positive message.
1: I was really moved by
2: last week's show, because we made a commitment to a worldwide event to try to change consciousness. I'm feeling enormous energy around this show, just enormous, enormous, uh, I I really have to hand it to you, Nicole, you've created sort of a niche of amazing, amazing connections,